How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Coming up this hour, the AFC North. Roll the dice, baby. Just roll the dice. (laughs) Although I'm really impressed that the Ravens managed to give an opponent a taste of what they've been dealing with over the last couple of months. And we also are seeing the Bengals offense break out like we did at the end of last season in a run that propelled them all the way to the Super Bowl. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're halfway through the show, surprisingly calm, even though on Sundays in October, all hell breaks loose. And really, it was that way all weekend. I hope that you enjoyed your weekend. I know in my corner of the world, it was absolutely gorgeous weather. And it was so great to have family. I was telling producer Jay, I never would invite the family to come in October because that's generally a little more stress than it's worth trying to get the place clean. And they showed up early afternoon on Friday. So I had only slept a few hours and was still reeling from last week and (laughs) was trying to get the house clean. In fact, as my brother and sister-in-law pulled into the driveway, I was still sweeping my living room and dust mopping my hardwood floors. (laughs) My sister-in-law says, what are you doing? So my, my door was open and my screen, I could see them and they could see me through the screen. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm dust mopping. Why are you dust mopping? And I said, because the forest. <laughs> because you guys are coming. <laughs> yes. You'll be here soon. <laughs> anyway, so I literally was cleaning right up until the second they walked into the house. And I decided, okay, I'm putting the dust mop away. Anyway, we had fun at a pumpkin patch on Friday. We did apple cider donuts and producer Jay. We got the pumpkin. But see, here's the thing. The pumpkin is so purdy. We need to share that photo, don't we? The pumpkin is sitting on my stoop. It's so purdy that I don't want to carve it. Is that bad? I'm already attached to my perfect pumpkin. I picked out this gorgeous pumpkin. It's just over 17 pounds. Jay it, thinks he's like some kind of savant because he guessed that it was 17 pounds. I think he, I don't, I don't, anyway. I nailed it. Whatever. So I now have the pumpkin for our pumpkin carving that will take place within the next 48 hours. But I don't want to because the pumpkin's too pretty. I will say when you did send me that picture and then you said that was ours, I thought it's it looked, our baby pumpkin. I thought it looked really good in that spot <laughs> that it is now in front of your house. Can we just not carve it and just draw on it instead? We could like stencil it up, I guess. Except but. that Jay already pro- procured, such a tough word, procured his pumpkin carving tools. And yours. <laughs> our supplies are ready I don't want any. Oh, you got them. <laughs> They're here, ready or not. The, I didn't ask. 
ask for, I asked Jay, is this my Christmas present? He said, no, your Halloween present. Yeah. Who does presents for Halloween? We do now. Uh, oh, we do. <laughs> now we do. Well, I don't want to sacrifice my pumpkin. I've got. I I hate to admit it too, because now we're like in a hole. But I do got to say that that pumpkin looks. Should really I get a good. different pumpkin, and you'll never know the difference? I probably wouldn't know the difference. I would guess the weight of oh, it again. Such a, but. such a pretty. I just rolled my eyes at Jay. Such a. He thinks he's so smart. Such a pretty pumpkin. It's uh, it just yes, it's sitting on my front step, and it got a nice little bath with the rain on Sunday evening, and it's such a shiny orange color, and I don't want to carve it. I don't want to cut it. I don't want to gut it. It's so it's so happy. Yeah, I know that initial first cut, taking the top off and like going to gut it out. It's gonna be okay. Like, you're not touching my pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, that's what's gonna have to happen. To no, it. we're getting a different pumpkin. I'm already attached to this one. You're not touching it. Anyway. I did pick out the pumpkin at a pumpkin patch on Friday. We had apple cider donuts and hot apple cider, and it was such a nice afternoon and evening. And then my brother and sister-in-law and I got started watching this brand new show. We started binging this new show called Alaska Daily with Hillary Swank. If you are into mysteries and good writing, I highly recommend it. Also, she's a great actress. And then Saturday we went hiking. So it was a good weekend. Again, not uh, something I would have chosen in October, but since the family invaded, what am I going to do? It was a really enjoyable weekend because it got me away from the stress of work and the stress of October. And uh, even though I didn't know that, it was exactly what I needed. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Check out Twitter. So my Twitter is ALaw Radio, and there you will find photos from the weekend, including, oh my gosh, it's a llama. He's got a bunch of curly hair. It's got to be the cutest llama I've ever seen. And he was just hanging out, maxing, relaxing. He was chillaxing. So a llama. And then this sign that's so completely corny, but I love it. Hello, bootyful. <laughs> So you did confirm that that was a llama? Yes, it's a llama. So I wasn't sure. Maybe How it was come an you alpaca? don't know your llamas? It oh, looked oh, like um, an alpaca. It was an alpaca, actually. Oh, was it? I got to take that back. Wow. Not to like a dummy. Yes, I said llama, but it wasn't a llama. It was an alpaca. So here I'll retweet uh, just so you can see the alpaca. He's so super cute. He's the same color as Penny. So retweeting the alpaca. And he was just, his hair, so curly. He's got curly hair. Just, it's fantastic. It's like the guy in Napoleon Dynamite. What was his name? What's his name? The the llama or? N- no. there's the, a llama in Napoleon Diamond named Tina. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, no, not the llama. The guy with the red hair. What's his name? That like sticks out all over the place? The red hair? I don't know his name. The I, actor. I, wait. Oh, the real actor. John Heater. Okay. Yeah. Him. It looks like his hair. Do you disagree? No, no. no I, I definitely, <laughs> that was a gorgeous looking llama. Or alpaca, excuse alpaca, me. Alpaca, stop it. I corrected myself. Now you're perpetuating the mistake. Uh, and also, there are there were gigantic pumpkins. I'm not kidding you. There were pumpkins over 50 pounds. Hum- I couldn't, I, I decided we were not getting a pumpkin of 50 pounds. My pro- poor brother was carrying the pumpkin around, so I didn't want to ask him to. Plus, you had to pay 75 cents per pound. I was not paying that much for a pumpkin. Yeah. And then the little sign that says, hey, bootyful. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. So anyway, check out the photos from the weekend. Gorgeous fall colors. You know me. I'm a shill for orange and yellows. Uh, And then we've also got... Our Stranger Things question. This could be a a weekly feature as well in the NFL. So find our Stranger Things question. And 
miserable and mortified on Monday. The poll is up as a, like last week we gave you a baseball team as well because there's no way to avoid the misery around the New York Yankees. You'll hear from them as the Astros not just eliminate them on the way to a fourth World Series in six seasons, but sweep them. I thought the Astros would win this series. I just didn't think sweep was on the table, but whoa, they got steamrolled. So Astros and Phillies it is in the fall classic, but they don't start till Friday, so I think we can take a couple days and talk football. (laughs) That's on you, baseball. Dumb. You go from Sunday to Friday without any more baseball. It's, uh, It's a long time for people to forget all about you. Anyway, uh, we also have all kinds of other fun goodies from football over the course of my Sunday because I was busy tweeting. That's how I remember things. That's how I remember my observations and sometimes my feelings in the moment as I am watching football. Tweeting helps me to remember, like the Phillies being the last team to punch their ticket to the playoffs, third NL wild card now. They get into the World Series for the first time since 2009, clinching at home. So we'll get back to the AL and NL pennants, but we want to continue on our football journey here on After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Twitter or Facebook, Jay, uh, poll up on Facebook. All right, so poll has now been posted on Facebook as well, and there will be pictures uh, before I die. I promise. How about that? Before I kick the bucket, there will be pictures on Facebook as well. I promised you that we would talk about Dak's return. So Tua back on the field. Kenny Pickett, though he didn't miss last week, but missed the second half. And he was also playing for the Steelers on Sunday night. And then we did see Dak Prescott returning after he sustained that thumb injury in week number one. A Cooper Rush, he managed the game well, allowed the Dallas Cowboys defense and run game to do its work until Dak could return. It was a four-game win streak without Dak Prescott, but obviously he is the star. He's the highly paid quarterback. He's the alpha male. He's the leader of that team, no doubt. They respond to him, and he's the undisputed leader. Cowboys hosting the Lions, and it's a pretty slow start for the offense. I hope there wasn't anybody out there who right away was thinking, oh, we need Cooper Rush. Stop it. Slow start for the Dallas offense with only a field goal in the first half. All right. But here is the tried and true formula for the Cowboys. Defense to offense. Defense to offense. That's what happens. The defense sparks the offense, gives it extra opportunities, and the Cowboys are able to springboard from there. It makes the offensive job a heck of a lot easier when you've got your defense handing you the ball and shorter fields to work with. Back goes Goff. He's flushed out. Here's Sam Williams. Boom. Fumble. Sam Williams picked it up. He took it away from him. And Williams rumbles down to the 10. Then he fumbled. But it was recovered by Dorrance Armstrong. How about he Sam? He just strips the ball. I mean, he just takes it right out of golf's hands. It's a, a, truly a sack, strip, fumble. Second down and goal at the one and a half. Play action fake. Prescott's going to throw it in the end zone to Peyton Henderson on national tight end day <laughs> for his first professional touchdown. Brad Sham and company on Cowboys Radio 5 takeaways by the Dallas defense. That's just one of them. 
Sam Williams with the strip sack and the recovery, the rookie with a humongous play against Jared Goff. And at least the TD pass by Dak, his first of the season. Because remember, when they were playing the Bucks in the opener, they didn't have a touchdown. So this is Dak's first touchdown pass of the season. But there were other humongous plays by the D. In the third quarter, Trayvon Diggs, remember he led the NFL in interceptions last year. He gets a pick. And Dallas turns around and goes 82 yards the other direction. Zeke into the end zone. Is that not the formula for the Cowboys? Takeaways, run the ball. Takeaways, score points by running the ball. In the fourth quarter, it was Jordan Lewis. He gets the interception off golf, and right away, Cowboys go the other direction. Zeke gets back into the end zone. 21 points off turnovers for the Cowboys in this game. Dak, 19 of 25. He has over 200 yards passing. Ultimately, the Cowboys get the win. I felt great. Um, I felt comfortable with everything. Uh, Dumb definitely didn't bother me. Wasn't a thought in my head. Um, felt like after a few throws, um, yeah, I was I was back into it. Um, and that 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 drive before uh, halftime, um, I felt like I, I made a few that just said, "Hey, we're 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 good to go. Don't think about anything again." And um, yeah, so I felt fine. But this is about the team. This is a great team win. Uh, this is what I've been watching for the last five weeks. This defense, the special teams. Um, and just us playing complimentary football, and it was just uh, it's just great to be back and be a part of it. So for Dak to get this cushion with the defense, he won't always need it, but it's big. It's big for them because he's just integrating himself back into the offense. Glad to hear there's no pain with the thumb. He also raved about the guys on the other side of the ball. Five sacks of Jared Goff mentioned the takeaways as well. That type of margin, right? That buffer, if you will, provided by the defense. Not to mention, as I say, the opportunity silved up on a silved, <laughs> served up on a silver platter. She said, <laughs> silved up on a silver platter. I mean, it could work. Uh, <laughs> the takeaways and the sacks and the, just the squashing of the Lions offense, which not that long ago led the NFL in points per game. This is what Micah Parsons and the defense is all about. Never giving up the goal line, um, creating that turnover, um, just dominating the second half. It, it obviously it definitely shows glimpses. It shows us what we're capable of, where we're heading, um, and that's a great way to get things back on track. That's really part of the fabric. I feel like we've uh, created last year, and, and our defense really just was tremendous here in the second half. So, I um, mean, the ball extraction was obviously a huge factor in the game. I mean, really at halftime, I mean, you just you know just look at the statistics and the way the game was going. It was, a, it was an even evenly played game. Uh, the big play um, opportunities were pretty equally distributed and ex- executed. So, um, But the big plays were huge for us in the second half. And so the Cowboys pick up where they left off as Dak returns. Meanwhile, the Lions fall to now 1-5. and five. And so much promise coming into the season. I felt the same way. Wanting the uh, the uh, Lions to win, seeing that personality, knowing they drafted well with Aiden Hutchinson, he actually did have a sack on Sunday. But for Dean Campbell, man, it's got to feel like this is the longest two months since Hard Knocks. 
doesn't matter who we have or what we're doing or who we're playing. I mean, the, the bottom line is you got to find a way to, to win. And I, I really felt like we were on track to do that. And then, you know, we, uh, you know, we made those couple of mistakes that killed us, the turnovers, you know, and against an opponent this good, it's good luck. I'm frustrated from losing, just like I was last year, just like I was any time I lost, just like I was at New Orleans when we lost a game. And, you know, it, you, you don't like to lose games, you know. And, uh, but I'm not down and I'm not losing confidence. I'm not uh, going to go hide in a corner. I'm not, that's not what I'm about. He's not going to go hide in a corner because that's not what he's about. But I thought it was odd to hear Dan Campbell say, when it's an opponent this good, good luck. When it's this kind of an opponent, good luck. <laughs> what does that mean? Against an opponent this good, it's good luck. What? What? It better not just be good luck. Luck is not a thing that you can rely on to help you win games. Welcome back, Dak. I'm happy for him, happy for the Cowboys that they're winning without having to rely solely on their quarterback. And I just love We could put this on the list of stranger things from the NFL through seven weeks. I just love that we're talking about the NFC East turning into a beast. Right before our eyes, the babies are growing up. The Eagles are 6-0 off this weekend. Giants 6-1. We're going to get to them coming up. The Cowboys now 5-2. The Commanders even won. Back-to-back games, actually, but one on Thursday. Wait, Thursday? No, they beat the Packers on Sunday. Sorry, I was thinking a week ago when they beat, was it Arizona a week ago? No, don't quote me on that. Washington-Chicago? Was it Chicago? It was just a really terrible matchup on paper. That's what I remember. So the Washington Commanders got a victory over the Packers on Sunday. So we'll talk Giants. We'll talk Commanders. The worst record in that division is three and four. Have you seen the rest of the NFC? It's amazing. The East turning into a beast. Whoever it is, line them up. No longer the least. Find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. We'll silve it up on a server platter. <laughs> if you're just tuning into this show for the first time ever, I make up words and I make up phrases. It's just, it, it comes naturally. It's my special gift. Uh, who feels the most miserable and mortified on this Monday? Stranger Things. Hashtag Stranger Things. I don't actually, I've never actually seen the show, but it's one of Jay's favorites. So it makes me feel like I am hip or something. Uh, On our Facebook page, too, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you're waking up on your Monday, ouch. But yay, you're here. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. to go. Barkley in a one-back set. Jones will go over center. Offset, eye right. Jones keeps it. Pushes into the line. No signal yet. He's in the end zone. No signal yet. No signal yet. He's getting up in the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! And with 5.22 to go in the ballgame, the Giants have the lead on a Daniel Jones one-yard run. Third and 10, 17-yard line. Seven seconds to go. Lawrence in a shotgun. Empty set again. 
Takes the snap, back to throw, steps up, fires it to the end zone. It's caught at the one-yard line. Giants stand him up. He's How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Got in, and the Giants going to run out. The Giants stopped him at the one-yard line. Holy cow. <laughs> Kristen Kirk made the catch at the one, and then the Giants rallied to the ball. And the ball game is over. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You want to talk about Stranger Things. This Giants-Jaguars game was full of Stranger Things. And it was actually nationally televised, or many places. It was the game to watch in the early window. My mom and her husband only had this game on. In the early window, Giants and Jaguars in Houston. And so he was sending me texts about the Giants and about the finish to Giants and Jaguars. And it was a doozy. Uh, it, it made a lot of both Giants and Jags fans turn old quickly with extra gray hair. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so the, the Giants have turned into the cardiac kids. You should start to get used to this if you're a Giants fan. They lead the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks. All right, let me say that again. The Giants lead the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks. What a difference. The leadership, the convictions of Brian Dayball. What a difference with strong leadership with a quarterback who has a coach who believes in him. Not to mention a healthy Saquon Barkley who changes everything. And they're starting to get production from some of their younger guys as well, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. So I think there's this idea that the Eagles are for real, but the Giants are not. That this is a house of cards. That's false. It's not the case. 
four fourth quarter comebacks against teams like the Packers in London. That was in London, right? Now the Jaguars in Jacksonville were all, I'll swear that there were more Giants fans there than there were Jaguars fans. Do Jaguars have fans? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. That was me. Sorry. So early on, you had this mixed bag, which always seems to happen with the Giants opponents. And I'd like to think that they're part of it. But Travis Etienne, you take the good, you take the bad. He has a touchdown, but then he has a fumble in the first half. That leads to a New York Giants field goal. So see, there's this idea still that the Giants are not quite capitalizing on all of their opportunities. Trevor Lawrence has a touchdown to start the third quarter. And then Jacksonville is able to keep the Giants out of the end zone on a fourth and two from the three-yard line. Oh, man, Daniel Jones was mad. So, again, you, you get the good, but you get the bad. Sometimes with the Giants, it's a case of extremes. But what they're doing that they haven't done in the past is finding ways to win. And so it's another huge fourth quarter for these Giants on the road. A 79-yard touchdown drive. And what jumped out to me is that of the 10 snaps on this drive in the fourth quarter, the go-ahead drive, the Daniel Jones touchdown run being the capper that put them in front, nine of the 10 plays were running plays. They were handing off, not just to Saquon, but to Matt Breida. They also had a couple of Daniel Jones runs in there. He was over 100 yards rushing. I don't love that formula for a quarterback. But Daniel was over 100 yards rushing and did have the touchdown that ultimately put them up 20-17. to 17. Bob Papa with the calls on Giants Radio. So here's where it gets nutso. The Giants tack on another field goal, and there's a minute and four seconds left for Jacksonville. Producer Jay, how long do you estimate that minute and four seconds of game time took out of your life? Minimum three years. Okay. I meant, like, of your actual Sunday afternoon. How long did it take? Uh, probably about, like, a good 10 minutes. I didn't say off your life. I said of your <laughs> life. How probably, much time did it take? Probably a good 10 minutes, like, actually. <laughs> I paused it, went outside, walked around the block with my extremely so dog because I wanted to get Penny out before the second round of game started. I come back, and they're still playing. I mean, that's that's how long that last minute and four seconds took. It could have been more than 10 minutes. It, it was It was up there. So a minute and four seconds left, and it seemed like every time the Giants had snuffed out this last Jacksonville chance, they would pick up penalties. And then, can we hear this call again? Just it's crazy. Trevor Lawrence has got the Jaguars inside the red zone. They're running out of time. They only have a handful of seconds left on the clock. Third and 10, 17-yard line. Seven seconds to go. Lawrence in a shotgun, empty set again. Takes the snap, back to throw, steps up, fires it to the end zone. I'm Tony Kornheiser, this is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. At the one-yard line, Giants stand him up. He's not in, and the plane's going to run out. The Giants stopped him at the one-yard line. Holy cow! 
<laughs> Christian Kirk made the catch at the one, and then the Giants rallied to the ball, and the ball game is over. Bob Papa and Carl Banks, former Giant, there on their radio network. So, yeah, Christian Kirk catches that ball on the one-yard line. It seemed as though his momentum would carry him into the end zone. Instead, he was stood up by the Giants who were ready, ready for that moment and rose to the occasion. So New York keeps him out of the end zone. Over 235 yards rushing for the Giants. They were plus nine minutes in time of possession. These are all ball control elements. Control the ball, control the game. Control the ball, you win the game. Jacksonville, meanwhile, this is kind of rough, but still a team that's that's learning and building a winning culture with Doug Peterson. 13 penalty flags and 81 yards. So they shot themselves in the foot. They're one step forward, two steps back, but it does not take away from what the Giants did and the way that they had yet another fourth quarter comeback on the road. I'm never really happy, ever. Oh, dear. Uh, you know, it's always on to the next week. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we won, uh, but, you know, there's... Like I say every week, there's certain things to clean up, and this week's no exception. There's a lot of points in the game, a lot of plays that we, you know, would like to have back to clean up, and you know, hopefully, you know, make a couple more plays so we're not in that situation. But um, you know, credit to Jacksonville, they're a good team, uh, good defense, and, and they played well today. Well, I give the credit to the players. You know, they're the ones that knocked the ball out and stopped them at the one-yard line, uh, fought for 60 minutes. Uh, credit always goes to the players. I think they're they're competing. Again, we just, uh, you know, we can do a little bit better than we did today. You hear first Brian Dayball, then his quarterback Daniel Jones, who's starting to sound more like him, and then <laughs> Brian Dayball again on the 6-1 and one Giants. Meanwhile, for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, that's now four losses in a row, though he was over 300 yards. Beyond that, no turnovers for Trevor Lawrence. To me, that's a huge deal. I know they didn't win. They, they showed a lack of discipline. But for him to not turn the ball over, that's always a positive. That's the way this league is. Most games are come down to the very end. So that's how it is. And, and you got to find, like we've been saying, you got to find ways to win and, and, and just find ways to make those plays that decide the game. And we're not making enough of those plays right now. I mean, we're that close. And um, that's what's frustrating for us, too, as players. I appreciate what Trevor is saying, and I still believe he's going to be a great quarterback. They continue to put pieces around him. They've got the right leadership. I do think the Jaguars have made major strides. That's fairly obvious. But in the NFL, you've got to find ways to win. That line, figuring it out in the moment, adjusting, making those adjustments on the fly, which a lot of times comes down to coaching, execution. It comes down to performance under pressure. When was the last time the Giants had that? It's been a while. And it's been but what, four coaching changes? Multiple quarterbacks? Well, not, I mean, Daniel Jones to go over for Eli Manning. So it's more quarterbacks, coaches. And it's more about the multiple draft classes that they've had. Not quite getting it right. But now it's coming together. And a lot of times it has to do with the voice. The voice is in your head. <laughs> so the Giants lead the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks. Keeping pace with the Eagles. So same number of wins as the Eagles now, though Philadelphia is 6-0 and and is off this weekend. Where does that leave? We talked about the Cowboys. Where does that leave the Commanders? Well, they're knocking on the door of 500 after a victory over the Packers. What, what? Stranger things in the NFL through seven weeks. 
You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. I'd love to know what you think is stranger. The Jets' success, the Seahawks being alone in first place in the NFC West. We've also got your miserable Monday poll. Oh, there's always so much misery to go around. I don't know if we'll include another baseball team, but back-to-back weeks with a baseball team in there as well. So check all those out on either Twitter or Facebook. It's much trolling being done on Facebook. Use your own Facebook page to troll. Don't make me delete you for being nasty. Nasty. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is a third and eight at the nine. Empty backfield for Heideke. Three wide receivers to the left. Snap to Heideke. He's looking that way. Now back to the middle of the field, to the back of the end zone. Antonio Gibson! Toe tap! Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! First and 10 at the 37. RPO again. Heideke going to take a shot towards McLaurin. Near sideline. It's caught! Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! A 37-yard bomb from Heineke! We talk about him throwing those deep passes for any inaccuracy he's had. The game connects right there. And, of course, it's so good to see 1-7 score. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Washington Commanders Radio, as the Commanders host the Packers, Taylor Heineke is back starting for Washington and Ron Rivera because of an injury to Carson Wentz. So this is the third year in which he has logged at least one start and because of the hapless Green Bay offense. Now, the Packers did start out up 14-3, to but Devondre Campbell had a pick six off Taylor Heineke. So that was one half of uh, their, their two touchdowns. Washington then is able to stifle the Packers in the second half. Meanwhile, the Commanders take the lead with three straight scores to start the third quarter. So there's the touchdown to Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, that goes 37 yards and a pair of field goals. And they're up 23 to 14. Still plenty of drama to come, though, right? Because it's the Commanders. (laughs) That's their middle name. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I mentioned this with the Buccaneers and, and Bucks and Panthers, sorry, Bucks and Packers right now have three and four records. A lot of drops. I've seen it with Tom Brady's receivers, including Mike Evans, which is weird. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But also with some of... Aaron Rodgers' new receivers, like Romeo Dobbs. And early in the fourth quarter, Packers go for it on fourth down. He drops the pass from Aaron Rodgers. And we've seen that with him a couple of times. Still just not in sync. However, the Packers do put together a 75-yard scoring drive late in the fourth quarter. They refuse to go away without stirring the pot in D.C. First and 10 of the Washington 21. Dobbs to the left side, Tanyan in the slot left, Watkins to the right, snapped Aaron Rodgers, looks right, pumps left, rolls left, still looking, throws left side of the end zone, leaping grab end zone, it is a touchdown! Touchdown Green Bay Packers! What an adjustment by Showtime in the left corner of the end zone to haul it in! Aaron Jones with a sensational grab over Cam Curl! Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. So it's Aaron to Aaron. I still say the more Aaron Jones gets the ball, the better. And that pulls the Packers within two points. 
But here's what I thought was the most brilliant stretch for Washington. I know Taylor Heineke was flinging the ball around. I know they had some strong offensive moments. But honestly, running three minutes off the clock in the late stages there before they punt the ball back to Green Bay, to me, that was humongous. I know they didn't score. They didn't tack on a field goal, which essentially uh, would have made life a lot more difficult for Green Bay. But they do run three minutes off the clock before they give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. And so ultimately, there's so little time left, the Packers just have to try to make something out of nothing. Snap to Rodgers. Step back throws over the middle of the field to Tunyon. The clock is going to run out. He is running at the 30. Pitches back towards Amari Rodgers. He tries to throw it backwards. It hits the ground. One of the offensive linemen catches it, who pitches it back towards another receiver. Play still continuing at the 40. 35-30. That is Samori Torre, who throws to Aaron Rodgers, who has the ball. Throws the ball back towards the far sideline, and out of bounds it goes. What a wild end to the game here at FedEx Field. And Washington is going to get away with one and move to 3-4. and four. Once again, worst record in the NFC East, but not that bad if you look around the rest of the conference. The call on Washington Commanders Radio. It's a huge deal because they're keeping pace as much as they can. I mean, they put themselves in a hole. But keeping pace and building their confidence against teams like Green Bay. Huge game for Brian Robinson. Remember the rookie coming back from being shot twice in the leg in September? 20 carries, 73 yards for him. Another couple catches as well. 166 yards rushing for the team. And Taylor Heineke, though he did have an interception, once he found a rhythm, starting for the first time in months, he was solid. He did what Ron Rivera needed him to do. And this is kind of cool. If you know Taylor's story, you know that he and his dad shared a love for the Packers. His dad passed away at age 50 in 2011 with a heart attack. And so Taylor was thinking about him following this game. I started shedding a little bit of tears uh, pregame, uh, just knowing that he's he's up there drinking a beer and enjoying the show. So, um, you know, he's he's my guy. He's my best friend, and uh, he would be very proud of me right now. How long till you'll be drinking a beer and enjoying the show? Uh, when I get out to the parking lot, so hopefully about 15 minutes. <laughs> I know what type of competitor he is. That guy's a fighter. Um, I love playing, playing with him and playing for him. Uh, no matter what, I got his back. But that guy steps up at the, at the times he needs to. Uh, like you said, start off with Rocky with the pick. But you know what? He came down through the dime to uh, Terry on the sideline then and, you know, completed some passes when we needed to and got out of some stuff when he needed to. So he does a hell of a job for us, bringing in that fresh legs and fresh energy. Um, and I just love the uh, competitive nature that he brings every time. Charles Leno from the offensive line in front of Taylor Heineke mentioning the fresh energy. I like it. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, Ron Rivera thanking the run game. That's old school football, right? And that's how the commanders, again, you control the ball, you control the game. But when you're also facing a very experienced veteran quarterback, the two-time reigning NFL MVP, you keep the ball away from him. And it also contributes to your cause. When you can do that, you can chew the clock and you can possess the ball. And it seems to be a pretty good formula. There's a lot of guys touch the ball, and that's one of the things I've talked about, that in this style of offense, if you can spread the ball around, if you can get the ball to the playmakers, it gives you a chance. Execution of the details, small details. I mean, uh, a lot of mental errors today. 
Now we had some issues with guys getting hurt. Allen got banged up, and Sammy's was trying. We trying to keep Sammy to 20, 25 plays, but but yeah, we just made some silly uh, execution mistakes. Uh, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in the spot that we're in right now, and we're going to find out what we're made of in terms of just how we how we attack Monday, how we attack Tuesday, Wednesday, and every day in practice. Right now, what, what we're putting out there, what I'm calling it ain't good enough so yeah it's just it's a tough pill to swallow and we got to be better a three-game skid first real losing streak under Matt LaFleur as the head coach and you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about attention to details but that's not it how about this the Packers at three and four have to play the Buffalo Bills next week it could go from bad to worse I'm not worried about this squad in fact this might be the best thing for us uh, this week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo on Sunday night football, the chance to get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us. You would think it wouldn't take a four-game losing skid and being smacked by Buffalo, but maybe Aaron is right. Did someone say run game? Yeah, there are a lot of brilliant running performances in the NFL on Sunday. That's really become the standard as some of the quarterbacks struggle. Well, Josh Jacobs, he is a quarterback's best friend. Can they punch it in in the red zone? Texans defense down here has been great all year. This has been a Raiders struggle. Snap on first and goal. Pitch to Jacobs racing left. Breaks a tackle. Leans the ball forward. Touchdown Raiders. Josh Jacobs wouldn't be tonight again. This is the area of field where Hunter Renfro usually shines, and they're going to double cover him. He's in the slot to the right. Instead, it's a handoff into the belly of Jacobs. Bounces off a defender at the two and in the end zone. Touchdown, Raiders. First and 10 on the Texans, 15. Delayed handoff to Jacobs. Huge hole at the middle, 10. Cuts right side, five. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. His third rushing touchdown of the day. And the Raiders go up two scores. 30 to 20 with 7.06 to go in the ballgame. The second half of this game between the Texans and the Raiders was all Josh Jacobs. Three rushing touchdowns, which is the second time he's done that in his career. 20 carries, 143 yards. And actually, the Raiders turn on the Jets in the fourth quarter because they score three times. So 21-point fourth quarter, not just Jacobs, but Deron Harmon has a pick six off Davis Mills to seal it. And this is the type of game that the Raiders want to play, right? They want to hit you hard. They want to hit you often. They want to keep coming. I think they kept playing hard and, you know, just focused on going out there and you know, what, what can we do better the next series? And uh, thought they played a full 60-minute game. So good to win at home again and, uh, you know, excited to have an opportunity to go on the road and try to do the same. It's been a good day. We just playing complimentary football. Uh, the first half, we kind of started off slow. We came out swinging, and, uh, man, it, it's feel good to get a win. You need all 11. And, um, you know, if we can keep doing that, then hopefully we can play good football going forward. But it's not going to be easy. You know, we got a lot of tough teams coming up, uh, especially um, this next week. Well, that is for sure. Uh, they're all tough in the AFC, uh, especially if you're in a division like the AFC West, where, yes, the Chiefs continue to set the pace, but the Chargers are also above 500, the Sunday loss notwithstanding, and the Raiders are facing an uphill climb because of the hole they put themselves in to start. So next week... They're on the road at the Saints. So this is what the the Chargers, not the Chargers, sorry, the Raiders did to begin. They lose three in a row at 
the Chargers, against the Cardinals, and then on the road at the Titans. Now, that was actually the game that started the Titans' win streak, uh, last year's number one seed in the AFC. They beat the Broncos in Vegas, but remember they lost by a point in Kansas City only to rally and beat the Texans. So they're sitting at 2-4, and four, and the road doesn't get a whole lot easier. Into New Orleans, then into Jacksonville. So they've got back-to-back road games coming up. Home for the Colts and then on the road at Denver. So if you look at the Raiders, it definitely is the gauntlet. Oh, and I should say then they go on the road to Seattle. So four of their next five games are away from home. That's tough. They've got to fight and scratch and claw. And as Josh McDaniels pointed out, everybody has to be all in. you got to have all hands on deck. Wow, three hours down. The World Series' matchup is set, plus Sunday Night Football 2 is back. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.